Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you'll move on this listener right now in your gentle, loving, powerful, and merciful way as they listen to this message from All Nations Church in Tallahassee. Amen. Today is Sanctity of Life Sunday. It's a day that we set apart every year to remember those who suffered the fate of abortion and mourn their passing. And we pray for those who may be pregnant at this time and are weighing that decision that somehow the Spirit of God would reach them and turn their hearts away. You see, we have believed a lie, not only in America, but around the world, that an unborn child is a fetus without form, without shape, without humanity. But Isaiah chapter 49, verse 1, Isaiah said, when I was in the womb, you called me, and there you named me before ever being born. And that's not just for Isaiah, that's for every single one of us. So this morning, would you welcome Ann Gleaton as she comes to introduce our guest speaker for Sanctity of Life Sunday. Thank you, Pastor. Good morning, all nations. This is one of those days that we've had on our calendar for over a year. We checked with Corellis Pereira probably over a year ago and she was already booked. But for 2024, she said, my, my calendar is open, I wanna come. And we, we were talking this morning, it's been five years since she's been here. So this is extra special that she's all back with us today. Corellis is director of the Royal Home Ministries located in Falcon, North Carolina. And I believe there's someone online or here that needs to know about this ministry. I just felt that in my spirit, that we here in Tallahassee may not know anyone that needs this ministry, but someone possibly online will have their hearts touched and stirred to say, I need to contact them. So listen carefully this morning for all of us, because maybe someone will need to know about the residential care center that's offered there for young mothers and expectant women and families and the educational training and the love of God that is shown to them day in and day out, even in the hard places, even when maybe a woman doesn't feel loved or accepted. Corellis and her staff and the men and women that serve these young women say, no, you are loved by us and you're loved by the Father. And he has a plan for you. And so I'm excited this morning to introduce Corellis. Please join me in welcoming her. Good morning, All Nations Church. It is such a privilege to be here. Um, and I think I'm going to borrow you so you can record um, our uh, promotions for Royal Home. That was so beautiful. <laughs> God is in this place. And um, it's, just a, it's, a, it's just a fact. His Holy Spirit is here. And we've ushered in his presence and told him, Holy Spirit, do what you must in our hearts, in my life. He is worthy of it all. We sang it time and time again. For, for from you are all our things and to you all are all things. You deserve the glory. It was songs of surrender. Songs of dethroning the self 
to allow the Holy Spirit into his perfect space. And it amazes me every time I always ask the Holy Spirit, just remind me that this is coming from you, that whatever I'm giving is coming from you and not from my emotions or not. I don't believe that anything happens randomly. I really do believe that God ordains the things that we do. He orders our steps and he even orders what we are to speak because his spirit is one. And uh, when I was preparing for Sanctity of Human Life this year, I just asked the Holy Spirit, you know, not every church um, understands, but a lot of our churches are actively standing for life. And so I asked him, you know, what is a message that I could bring that would give me the opportunity to share this message of life, but would also translate into our daily life because most of us aren't facing unplanned pregnancies. Most, most of us are, are that support system for people that come into our lives. And so the Holy Spirit led me to this passage. I'm going to go right into the word this morning. And later I'll tell you a little bit more about the ministry, but I, re I really just feel that this is where I need to begin. And I promise I'll give you greetings from everyone and give you an update on the ministry but I'm, I'm pressed to begin. I'm in Romans chapter 12, verses one and two. It says, I appeal to you therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Verse two says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your word. I thank you because your presence in this, is in this space and you've already prepared our hearts to hear what you have to speak. So Father, I just ask that you would use me that you would use me to plant a seed of truth and that we would be transformed by your word. In Jesus' name, I mean, I appeal to you, I urge you, Anytime I see a scripture where as believers we are called to do something and we are urged to do something, it just kind of lets me know right off the bat that I'm being called to do something that's completely outside of my comfort zone, completely outside of what is the norm, what is acceptable, what is um, culture, what is just easy. <laughs> so when we start to read this passage in Romans, I love it because it's our, our road to how we live our lives as a church, as believers. It says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters. This message is not for just anybody. It's for the body of Christ. It's for you. It's for me. It's for those of us who have chosen, who have decided to say, I am a part of the family of God. It's a message that calls us to action. I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, this appeal that Paul is giving to the church in Rome is to make a choice. We talk about a, a lot about choices nowadays, especially in this culture. When we're talking about life, we talk about being pro-choice or being pro-life, but that's not what this is talking about. He's urging us to choose to follow God in the way that God has called us. He's urging us to live out our lives in a way that will not be comfortable, 
but he's urging us that this is the right thing to do. Paul is establishing a fellowship, and this scripture is calling us to establish a new pattern of believing, I'm sorry, a new pattern of living as believers. You see, the reality is that you and I are God's plan A. There is no plan B. He already sent his son, Jesus Christ. He already died. He's not coming again. He already resurrected, and his work was perfect. But guess what? 2,000 years later, we are still talking about that sacrifice because it was the perfect and exact sacrifice that needed to be. But then after that came the work of the church. He's urging us now, even now, 2,000 years later, to continue living in this way. You and I are God's plan A. God is choosing to use people. He's not using programs. He's not using systems. There's systems that worked in Christ's time that don't work now. Amen? But he's using people still now to spread his message and to be the voice in the wilderness, to be the voice when culture is telling you it's okay, this is not a human being, when the world is telling you that what is wrong is right, you are that voice. I urge you, brothers and sisters, I urge you, I urge you, it's important that you be the voice that God has called you to be. Amen? And then he says, in view of God's mercies, sometimes we skip over these little snippets And Pastor Leo was telling us, I urge you for a moment to think, to remember. Think about God's mercies over your life. Think about where he took you from. In my life, it's been healing. At 25 years old, I was dying. I I was diagnosed with lupus. My kidneys were failing. I was in a hospital bed here in Central Florida. I didn't know what was to come. But in view of God's mercy, in view of his power, in view of his provision, in view of his purpose for my life, I can stand here today and urge you to live out the same way. You see, our lives are completely different. Our roles are different. Our calling might be different. But our mission is the same, to live out our life with purpose, on purpose, to live out the plan that God has set out for each and every one of us. You see, when I think of myself as God's plan A, and not as a mistake, and not as an after, afterthought, I can remember the goodness of God. I can remember that he justified me. I can remember that he chose me. I can remember that he has adopted me into his family. I can remember that I have been placed under his grace and not by the law. I can remember that he has given me his Holy Spirit to live within me. I can remember his promises to be with me in affliction. I can remember the assurance that God is standing with me in every moment. I can remember the confidence that I have in Jesus. You know, what is coming is not easy. The world that we're living in right now, it's not an easy time to live in. But he has prepared you for this time. He has prepared you for this time. You know, sometimes we get so caught up believing the lie of the devil that our time has passed, that the things that we did before we couldn't do now, that certain, certain seasons in our life, oh, I'm too old for that or I'm too young for that. We are living with excuses, but the Holy Spirit is saying there is no expiration date on the urgency and the calling that I have placed upon your life. 
There is no expiration on God's word. There is no expiration on what he has established for us as his sons and daughters. So what does he tell us to do? Hmm. He tells us to surrender. He tells us to surrender because that surrender is your worship unto God. It says to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice and not just any sacrifice. Not just get busy doing things for the kingdom of God. Be a sacrifice that is holy and pure. God has called us to live a life of holiness, of being set apart for him, of living a life that does not conform to what the world says is okay to do now. What's that gray area? There's no gray area when we're living in the holiness of God. If he's called us to live free from sin, he's called you to live a life that is different. He's called you to be strong enough and courageous enough to stand against the patterns of this world and to establish not just my ways, not what the church believes, but what God has already said is his truth. He has established that pattern for us. So he's just urging us, offer yourselves as a living sacrifice. We're living in a time where we're just called to be so self-serving. We're called to think about ourselves first. Well, how's this gonna affect my family? How's this gonna affect my schedule? How's this gonna affect my finances? It doesn't matter because Jaira, which we were just singing about, is, is, has enough to supply everything that you need for your journey, for your process. El Shaddai. Adonai, that God is there to help you. And I'm so encouraged by our pre-service prayer this morning because there has to be a reset in our minds. There has to be a reset, a, a reminder. And the only way that we can do that is by spending time with the Holy Spirit. You know, a lot of times we want to be self-sufficient and we think that just by checking off the box of reading scripture and checking off the box of coming to church on Sundays or checking off the box of having a time of listening to Christian music, whatever your Christian radio station is here, that that is enough. That is not sacrificial. That's just the baseline. Sacrificial is anything that is above and beyond that leaves you in a deficit that leaves you in a deficit so that the Holy Spirit can then come in and fill you again so that you can pour out some more the Holy Spirit is calling all nations church to pour yourself out pour yourself out give everything because he gave everything and he has more to give even if you give everything he never runs out He never runs out. The world wants you to think that our God has his limits. He has his limits on his grace. It's just there's only so far that you can go that he just won't reach you there. That's not what scripture says. It says that nothing can separate us from the love of Jesus Christ. Nothing. We put impossibilities and limits on a God that is limitless. But he is saying, transform your mind. Transform your thoughts. Give yourself fully as a holy and pleasing sacrifice to the Lord. And do not conform to the pattern of this world. The standard for sacrifice to the Lord hasn't changed. We can read the Old Testament and see just the care 
care that they took into choosing that perfect lamb, that there was no blemish, the care that God took in choosing his son, Jesus Christ, to send you and me, and the care that you and I must now take to be that holy and pure sacrifice. It doesn't just happen. We are not naturally good. We might be nice people most of the time, but we're not perfect. A lot of us are convinced that this idea of surrender, I think all of us are convinced that we need to surrender, that we need to be transformed, that we need to be changed. But this knowledge of surrender is not the same thing as actually doing it. A lot of us know that we need to surrender. And right now when I say there are things that you need to surrender, there's probably things in your life that are popping up in your mind that the Holy Spirit is calling you to give over to him. Whether it's your worries over your family, your worry over your finances, your job, how you fit in, this, in whatever role you're playing in. How am I going to serve in ministry when I've done X, Y, or Z? The Holy Spirit, when you surrender, that's when he begins his work of transformation. Come, come as you are is what he says. Offer your body as a living sacrifice. And don't let the world shape you. Something is always trying to shape you. I'll be the first to admit, um, I've got Instagram on my phone and I've got to put limits on it because sometimes I grow scrolling happy. You guys know what I'm talking about, right, young people? Yeah, at Facebook too, they have their own little videos now, but Instagram is worse somehow. My algorithm on my Instagram knows exactly what shoes and household goods I like. It knows what I think is funny. It's, it's amazing. And slowly but surely, I see myself scrolling, 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 scrolling. Distraction, distraction, distraction. The patterns of this world are made to distract you. The loudest voice, the noise that is around you, that's the enemy's way of distracting you from what God has already established. Just because there's a lot of noise doesn't mean there's a new order in town. <laughs> Just because there's a lot of noise from all of these different voices, whether we're talking about sanctity of human life and abortion, or we're talking about gay rights and homosexuality, or we're talking about the formation of a family, or we're talking about education, or we're talking about spiritual disciplines, it doesn't matter what voices are raising up. A lot of it is noise to distract you from what God has already established. And so we need to not let those things shape us. But you need to be shaped. It's telling you not to be conformed by the patterns of this world, but it is telling you to be conformed by the Spirit. It doesn't say it explicitly, it says, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. 
Your mind is only renewed through the Holy Spirit. Your mind is only renewed by the word of God. If you're not spending time in his word, then you're not going to be renewed. And it's not just enough to come on a Sunday morning or Wednesday night Bible study to be renewed by the Holy Spirit. That's a good place to start. That's a great place to start. But there's got to be more. There's got to be more. And there is more. See, God is, is infinite. And his purpose for your life is clear. There's a passage in James that I love. It's in James chapter 3, verse 17 and 18. It says, but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere, peacemakers who sow in the peace, reap a harvest of righteousness. That's the wisdom that comes from scripture. That's what molds us and shapes us into peacemakers and people full of God's righteousness and his holiness. The wisdom that comes from heaven. That's what I need in my life. I need his wisdom now more than ever to navigate. I can't do it without him. I try to do it on my own strengths. I try to do it with whatever knowledge I think I have, and then I just fail. When I start relying on me and whatever gifts I think I have, I am quickly humbled. <laughs> we are quickly humbled the moment we step away and we let go of God to do things on our own. You see, God doesn't want you to fail. He wants you to constantly stay plugged in to his presence, to constantly be plugged into what he has established so that you can continue your mission, so that you can be effective in whatever area of your life you are living out. We have a lot of different hats. I'm a mom. I'm a director of Royal Home. I'm a wife. I'm a youth pastor. Life is busy, but I cannot let the world shape me. I cannot let the world tell me that I'm too busy to serve God. I cannot tell the world that I'm too busy to spend time in prayer and fasting and surrender and worship. A lot of times we want to speed through. I appreciated our worship time this morning because we took our time in God's presence. We invited him in and that is sacrificial. But that's only one part of our worship. This is just like the icing on the cake to come together and bring a collective body of surrender. God, this is your church. I am your child. We are your children, Lord. And we've come to worship you as one body, but we continue to worship you throughout the week. Amen. We continue to live that life of sacrifice and surrender in our jobs and in the road rage and the traffic jams when we don't get along with people, when people give us the wrong attitude, we still live that, that life of surrender, right? We don't drop the cross for a minute. Pure, holy, that's the sacrifice that he wants. God, you are good. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind and then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. After we do these things, after we surrender, 
after after then you will test and approve what God's will is for your life the people that are lost and are confused about their purpose and what they should do next it's a simple fix you're not sure what God has for you surrender it's simple and it's not easy It's simple. He left us a simple message, a simple way, because he made it a simple way. But it's not easy. The world is lost. When people are trying to define something as basic as when a living thing becomes a living thing, when a baby becomes a baby and is no longer a clump of cells, even though there's a heartbeat, so for every other thing in this world, we declare it life from the moment it begins. Uh, cells begin dividing, even as, as, as plants. Let's not talk about human beings and animals. Let's talk about plants if we want to. We're calling it a living organism from the moment cells divide. And yet we can't be in agreement that a baby's a baby even though it's in its mother's womb. Do I not become a human being until I can eloquently speak and walk and talk and eat and drive? When? when? Abortion is the leading cause of death in children in the world right now. the leading cause of death. Lives that are being sacrificed, murdered, and most of the time, even though um, voices want to convince us that it's because of incest and rape and um, other extenuating circumstances, the reality is that that's the minimum, the, minimal reason for abortions. Over 90% is because it's an inconvenience in some way. Over 90%, I would redefine it as people not wanting to live up to the natural consequences of decisions. And in consequences, I'm not meaning something negative. I mean, you, we do something, there's a natural effect. There's a natural consequence that comes with it. We want to live in this world erasing, deleting, canceling things when we don't agree with them. When we don't, it doesn't align with the plan that we have for our lives. It's not your plan. And there has to be a moment in time. And that time is now. When the body of Christ would stand up for truth. We can't take all of scripture and leave out a scripture that says that he knew us. In our mother's womb, he formed and he knitted our innermost being. And he already had a purpose and a plan for us. How can we kill purpose? Purpose.
How as a church can we stand by and not sacrificially stand in the gap for life and protect a child? I heard Gary say this um, on Thursday. In the place where they should be most protected, they're in danger. I'll be honest, before I, um, before I worked at Falcon Children's Home in Royal Home, as a Christian, I was raised in the church, but I never had a solid stance on this issue. I didn't think about it because then it wasn't, it wasn't a part of my circle, my world. My friends didn't get pregnant, so we never talked about abortion. It was that simple, because we were all church kids. And there was a time where you just didn't talk about certain things because we just didn't. But it's 2024, and we gotta talk about these things. Because the world needs to know that he is a giver of life. The world needs to know that difficult in, through difficult circumstances, God is there. Through impossible circumstances and decisions, God is able to provide and sustain. And choosing life doesn't look the same for everybody. I understand that. And I'm not one of these people that just says, well, have the baby and then you can choose a plan of adoption. That's, that's not... That's not easy. I had the opportunity to walk one of our girls through that. I could tell through her pregnancy that she wasn't connected emotionally to her baby. Her family was pushing for abortion, and she was determined to, to not have an abortion. But I also knew that she didn't want to parent this child. And I just ask the Holy Spirit, just give us wisdom so that we can show her that there are more ways than one to choose life. And it was a kind of a back and forth, the guilt of choosing, thinking that she was giving a baby away. Very young girl, early teens, I'm not even talking late teens, early teens. The guilt of feeling like she was abandoning a child, like she was abandoned the shame of not being able to cut it as a 13, 14-year-old parent. I mean, I, sometimes I don't cut it as a 38-year-old mom. <sighs> That's her heart. But eventually she did choose a plan of adoption. And the way that God ordered things, it was a Christian couple who adopted this baby. And that ended up being an open adoption. And still to this day, Still to this day, she has contact with her baby. And he knows he's her mama. And that's what places like Royal Home, places like pregnancy resource centers allow us to do. To challenge patterns of the world. And this is just my area, right? I'm working with teen moms and their children. Challenge patterns of the world and show them what a little sacrifice and a choice to stand in the truth the impact that it can make in that life. You may never have a teen, pregnant teen come through your doors here at the church. But what about the widow? What about the mom that's going through um, 
domestic violence or a separation? What about the family that's going through a sickness? How is God calling you to live outside of your comfort zone to meet a need right where you're at? How is God calling you to stand for life here in Tallahassee? How is God moving you to be that sacrifice, holy and pure, that worships him through serving others? How is God calling you to surrender today? You know, I'm challenged. I'm challenged sometimes when the agenda gets really busy and packed, like this week itself was crazy. I was like at a student chapel Wednesday morning. Wednesday night, we were in Mount Olive, PH, which is like an hour away from my house. Thursday morning, we traveled to Maryland. Friday, we were in D.C. Yesterday, we flew in here. Tonight, we fly back, and tomorrow, you know, tomorrow we start preparations for Accelerant. And it can get hectic. It can get busy. But in the busyness of it all, sometimes we miss the big picture. And that's what God is urging us as a church to do, to not do. To focus and surrender to him so that we can stay plugged into the source. And with that source, being plugged into the source, you will constantly be renewed in your mind, in your spirit, in your strength. And you will be able to live out his perfect, pleasing, and good will for your life. And that's my prayer for you, church. That in your role, in your world, whether you're young or youth plus, like I like to call it in my church, youth plus plus, whatever generation you're in, that you would operate in that space full of the power of the Holy Spirit. Full of the power of the Holy Spirit and on purpose. On purpose. Not letting things happen by chance, but by choice. God, I choose to surrender my life to you. I choose to not be conformed by, the, by, this, by this world. I choose, Holy Spirit, to remember every single thing you've ever done for me. And I'm not doing it to try to pay you back. I'm doing it because I recognize your power and I recognize who you are in my life and what you have called me to do. That's what I'm urging you to do, church. I'm not urging anybody to start a pregnancy center or a maternity home. That might not be your thing. I can't work in kids' ministry. It's not my thing. I love teenagers. Where you have been planted, surrender all. Where God has placed you, surrender all. And those things that you can't seem to shake, that you can't seem to let go of, the Bible says that if we confess our sins, that he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us for, from all unrighteousness. That's called accountability. That's called renewing your mind and allowing the Holy Spirit through you, through you, to accomplish the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Please stand to your feet. We were singing um, You Were Worthy of It All a few minutes ago, and I would love it if we sang that again.
Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your word. Thank you because you have called us deeper. You've called us to surrender. And I know that there are people in this space that maybe have already surrendered it all and and you're in a space of, of leadership or maybe you're just spiritual maturity and that comes with time and that's fine. But in that space of spiritual maturity, God is calling you to surrender in a space of building others up and helping them come along on their journey, on their faith walk. You see, sometimes when we hear messages like this, we think, well, this applies to so-and-so. It applies to all of us because we are constantly to sacrifice and deny ourselves for the benefit of those that are coming up behind us and are learning and kind of juggling and deciding whether they're going to take up their own cross and follow Jesus. See, with your example, with your testimony, with your own good choices, you're building somebody else's faith. You're helping them to choose the life that God has prepared for them. So I just want to do a general prayer this morning. But before I do that, I never like to end a message without offering salvation. You know, we don't, I don't know, I don't know you. I don't know if I'll ever see you again. I hope I do. But if this is your only chance, I don't want to miss it. See, Jesus paid that ultimate sacrifice for you so that you could come to know him, so that you could come to receive those mercies that I talked about earlier. Those are yours too. That forgiveness, that healing, that deliverance is yours too in Jesus' name. So if anybody in this space or online, if you have never accepted Christ into your heart and you need to do that this morning, I want to invite you to do that right now with me. If you want to raise your hands, if you want to interact with somebody online, I'm sure there's a host that's waiting to help you, walk you through that step. But I want you to pray with me right now because I know that maybe, maybe nobody here right now, but eventually somebody's going to hear this message and they're going to have the opportunity to say, Jesus, I need you in my heart. So if, if that's you right now, I'm going to ask you to pray with me real quick and say, Lord, I need you to help me. I invite you into my heart today. And I ask you to help me surrender. Help me to live that life that is holy and pure. Renew my mind, Lord. Renew my mind so that I can begin to think like you, so that I can begin to walk like you, so that I can begin to talk like you, so that I can begin to live my life in your perfect will. In Jesus' name, amen. And it doesn't end there. That's just the first step of your faith walk. I know that there's going to be people that will be available to talk and minister with you after service. 
but for the rest of us, for everyone else, now that we're all on that same page. There are areas in your life that the Holy Spirit is calling you to surrender now. You know, once the Holy Spirit calls our attention in certain things, sometimes that's our chance to be obedient to his presence, to be obedient to his voice. And in that moment in time, ask God for forgiveness and surrender those things that we've held back. Surrender those areas in our lives where we have enthroned ourselves and not allowed God to be who he needs to be. And so if there's something that you need to surrender today, this altar is open. I'm going to pray a general prayer, but if you need to surrender, this is the moment to do that. And as you come, we're going to sing you are worthy of it all, and the Holy Spirit will continue to minister into your heart and into your, your body. In Jesus' name. You made it to the end of the message, and now what? Is God leading you to make a change? Are you needing a good church home where you can grow and help others grow as you fulfill your part in the body of Christ? Then we invite you to join us at All Nations Church on Sharer Road in Tallahassee, a multicultural church founded on the truth of God's Word and the power of the Holy Spirit. Our Sunday morning service is at 10.30 and Wednesday night service at 7, plus youth group and kid power and small groups and more. For more information, visit our website, allnationstallahassee.com.